Hello, lovies. This is Christina with Karma's Eye Psychic LLC here on Universal Spirit Podcast. We are wrapping up our fourth season. We are wrapping it up. And the last subject that we have is Ukrainian magic. Um, We will be talking about Ukrainian and some, you know, Russian traditions, folklore, um, and just small legends that might have been told around you know, Russian, Ukrainian, European part of the world. And we're going back to like 1000 AD. And we're going to be coming up on about 1900 um, AD as well. You know, the 19th century, first century, the 19th century. Some stuff today that I'll talk about might even surprise you. Um, Some cultural norms are consistent in Ukrainian magic. Um, However, there are some small little details that are slightly different from our general idea of magic and how we see it, how we practice it, and how we really understand and ingest it really as, you know, as individuals and even on a larger on a larger scale and it actually defies some of the stereotypes um, of magic altogether. Now my sources are based off of my own research of magic, Um, you know, some things from Google that I have read about, Um, some of my own experiences dating back to when I was a teenager. I also went to Rutgers University and studied mysticism. Um, And I also wanted to include this source um, written by Valerie Kivelson and Christine Warabrick. I hope I didn't butcher their names. Um, there's a source called Witchcraft in Russia and Ukraine, um, 1000 to 1900. So I kind of mashed that with all my research um, and topped it off with that last source. Though I did actually learn some things that I previously did not know about, you know, Russian and Ukrainian culture and magic and how witchcraft was looked upon. So I thought it was a really good thing to stumble upon. Um, So we are gonna just have this brief um, talk about um, some Ukrainian folklore witches witchcraft and magic so here we go now first and foremost which is very interesting is that in ukrainian magic witchcraft traditional beliefs and folklore um there is this belief that there is technically no satan there's no satan there is just a benevolent force and everything evil is just going against that force but technically there's no force controlling going against the grain like there's god but there's no anti-god there's no anti-christ figure it's really just evil being within us um to rebel against a good source against a good way of doing things against any type of you know love or charity or you know goodness and i don't even know what other word to use um if you guys have followed me long enough i am in desperate need of a thesaurus um but yeah there's this belief that there is actually no evil guy or girl it's just a feeling it's just really a um an energy that exists that you know overtakes you so to speak to you know 
rebel. Um, there is the belief of demons. There is the belief of evil spirits. Um, but it's really mostly about choice, you know, that we have the ability to be evil. So a, a group or a mass would then, you know, decide to be that way. And, you know, the energy upon it would then create these things such as evil spirits and demons. Um, it's no different than a lot of, you know, scientifical thinking that if you were to um, focus negatively to create a negative energy. Um, so that is one of the interesting things about Ukrainian um, magic that I did not know before. Um, that there is technically no existence. There's no leader. There's no evil leader in particular. These things are not being led by one source. Um, we are creating these evil sources individually. So it would be almost as if we are our own Satan. We are our own evil. We are our own demons. Um, the creation of our own demons, I think, is very interesting. Considering in a lot of um, history of Wicca and witchcraft and magic is that we create the lives that we live um and for ukrainian magic not to have would be in the absence of satan definitely validates that saying that we are in fact the rulers of our destiny so if anything evil were to be in our lives we somehow created it and i thought that was actually a beautiful thing to uncover definitely know what Tell me what you think about that and what your take is on that. Um, after you've done your own research, of course, what would you, how would you respond to that? Just, you know, thinking that there would in fact be, there would be no devil. Uh, I want to know what you think. The next thing we come across is not necessarily surprising, but um, of course, being, most societies are very misogynistic. Um, the only people who could practice magic openly you know and confess it and you know be masters of it or be magicians are men it was okay it was you know it was looked upon as a good thing um it was looked upon as a typical thing for a man to be magical for him to be powerful for him to be one with the universe for him to be connected to god if not be a god himself okay so um in the Russian Ukrainian world when, you know, Christianity was taking over and the conservative, you know, lifestyle was being oppressed upon, you know, everyone, this idea of, you know, men, you know, being in charge and then this thing about women being property uh, and women being, you know, as low, if not lower than children um, could not um, admit to being involved in witchcraft. Um, and if witchcraft was to be suspected of you, a woman was actually the worst person to be practicing witchcraft. Um, it would be then that the man or assume that a man had taught her witchcraft, um, that he should be put to death. Uh, he should be jailed or tortured. You know, he should be shamed or punished in some kind of way. And it's also this belief that only a man could have taught a woman to be magical. Um, I found that to be very, you know, slightly disturbing. Uh, however, it wasn't so such news um, compared to my previous research. There is this double standard as to one, witchcraft was not 
spoken about it was known about but it was not spoken about so much at all um there were barely um any records of any type of folklore or witchcraft or magic in the russian ukrainian world um not until i would say like the 18th century um and it really didn't come up in anything except for um court cases um people claiming to have been hurt or been influenced by witchcraft or have even been taken advantage of have been robbed um or you know my my wife or husband has been provoked to cheat on me um because of the uses and the influences of somebody else's magic really no other physical or mundane means it wasn't until later in the 18th century where these claims of witchcraft and demon possessions were becoming more and more prevalent um in psychiatric records um but even though that they were in psychiatric records they were still um you know dismissed as mental illness uh, even though the rise in claims were were getting pretty pretty serious it was to be believed that these people who were you know psychiatrically you know mental and you know just not okay upstairs had suffered so much torture that they were you know either you know delusional they were having you know illusions they were having hallucinations they were jumping to conclusions or they were just trying to make sense out of something that their brain had you know psychologically failed to make sense out of so the easier thing to grab onto would be witchcraft you know this is happening to me because someone put a curse on me or this is happening because the devil's after me or that you know that woman you know wants to you know steal my land so you know she's causing all these problems you know because witchcraft actually was looked upon in this um 18th century Ukrainian world as a means well really all the world as a means to do a person harm um to assume that the person is using these metaphysical magical um spiritual intervening things um to do people harm because they can't do it on a physical plane so it had to be spiritually you know done to be physically manifested um here in the world that you know physical that we live in um so because of the way witchcraft was described and how it was looked upon it was in fact very you know either embarrassing or you know very discouraging to write about to even have records of to even talk about or even discuss whether openly or privately it would almost be looked upon as if you were to consider witchcraft or magic that you would have to consider yourself to be psychologically psychologically damaged um or mental mentally ill so nobody wanted to take on that stigma of being mentally ill to even talk about it to even start conversations to even you know speculate anything or any type of magical occurrence was so taboo that you would have to then you know take a double take of your mental health and how you stand you know, on a daily basis if you're stable or not so like everywhere you know witchcraft and you know 
magic became a concealed practice. Um, it was something that you can only do in secret with a secret group of people, uh, people that you feel like um, were mentally sane enough to believe and have some type of physical or metaphysical proof that this in fact was real and that it in fact did, you know, it, it had some validity in our world for it to work. Now, of course, given the misogynistical background, these cults, so to speak, were started by men. That it was okay to have these cults and gatherings and, you know, groups with men only to, you know, discuss um, and practice magic. When, however, you know, a lot of female cults were in fact rising at that time. And for a female to do witchcraft and especially in like groups, right, um, was frowned upon because they would assume that only females would get together to seduce men, to take men down, to, you know, destroy them. That was woman's purpose to get back at men because of their oppressive role in society. So they would really, really fear the power of female magic, um, female, you know, awareness, um, and just uh, the female unity uh, was very, very threatening to the misogynistic society that had been set up against them, obviously. Plus, it was easier to then diagnose a woman with psychiatrical problems if they were to find out that she was a witch. And then witch burnings, of course, in the Renaissance, you know, were not so uncommon. Um, it was really a, a regular practice um, because of the talk of dragons and fairies, you know, and angels and demons and spirits and multiple gods and goddesses. You know, you were able to, um, you know, make a woman look very crazy um, discussing magic. Now, a bit of a twist on that fact is that witchcraft was actually practiced throughout the class system in Ukraine. So you could be poor, you could be very wealthy, you could be royalty, like you could be middle class, upper class, whichever. The, the practice of witchcraft was actually done in all classes. So it wasn't just something for lower class people and it wasn't just something for higher class people. It really was like just a general culture. The, the Ukrainian culture was actually um, very united um, when it came to magic and witchcraft. Um, well, under, you know, obviously under the radar, but it was like, it's more of a spiritual family rather than, you know, what society has told us that we are. Um, there are, there are, there's no barrier here, you know, whether you're poor or rich or tall or short or fat or this, you know, witchcraft and magic is what, you know, unifies us, makes us a spiritual family. So the spiritual unity um, in Ukraine is actually very, very tight. You will be able to look that up when you Google it, when you go through many resources, um, you will see that spiritual unity um, is something that still exists very much today in their culture. One example I will give um, is actually um, a practice that came from Russia in particular, which then filtered down into the Ukraine, where servants um, of the czar had to take oaths um, against witchcraft when working for royalty, um, especially if they were physically close to the king, the queen, staff, or even the children. They believed that if you were a witch, 
in some way that it would affect them negatively, um, especially if witchcraft was not originally practiced within royalty. Because um, at the time, I believe of Ivan the Fourth, I think it was, um, they had to take vows against witchcraft because first of all the misogynistic society feared women to overthrow the 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 rule of the man um so royalty feared being overthrown by their servants so they they had a little you know they had a little uh, mustard seed grain of belief that witchcraft was able to to do that so they had to keep it out of their physical you know out of their physical area um also they did not want to be you know, known for normalizing what is considered to be a psychiatrical disorder um, culture in royalty that not to ever speak of any type of magic that all of their power was given to them by God. It's written down in destiny. There are no means other than my entitlement to be in this position, um, which is unfortunate um, because Ivan the fourth, you know, also known as Ivan the terrible ended up having a stroke, um, I guess while playing, I think it was chess, um, just randomly having a stroke and dying. And then his son, who obviously was unfit to rule, um, was in fact overthrown <laughs> very, very soon. Um, and then it was called the time of troubles. It has been believed that somebody had put a witchcraft um, or had used magic on Ivan directly and that somehow um, it was infiltrated into the castle or into the royalty um, and somehow magic is what mysteriously overthrew his ruling time. Now it is only a legend, it is only um, speculation, there is no physical proof of it, but there had been talk about it that he was just so terrible that groups of witches had cast many spells and had done many rituals to get rid of him in the worst way possible and I don't know anything worse than literally living your day <laughs> regularly and then just falling out passing out dead so in my opinion I would have to say that was the work of some type of magic or some type of universal karma either way the mystery continues for those of you who know that story you know leave a comment and tell me what you think about it was it magic or was it just him having a stroke because it's it has been debated for so long about this um but anyway guys i have wrapped up my ukrainian magic episode um please join me again here on karma's eye psychic llc um universal spirit podcast i will see you in the next season thank you for listening and i will see you soon bye